Hi, welcome back to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast. My name is Matt, and I'm joined here with... Hi, I'm Brad. It's Brad. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, every podcast does, every anime podcast does this. It's basically, we've got to do it. You know what we're doing. We are doing the winter, the seasonal impressions. Yeah. Here's some good content for you. Anyways, uh, before we get into it... it First time in a good long while I've actually bothered watch seasonal anime. Most of the stuff I'm watching is at least five years old, so it's a nice refresher. Yeah, you sweet summer child over there, <laughs> like it's sweet and refreshing. Meanwhile, me drowning in seasonal stuff every <laughs> single season and going, when will it end? When will I finally drown and be done with this? <laughs> nah, seasonal's nice. There's always some cool stuff to watch. Anyways, before we do every single episode hey brad what you watching are you talking about this season or beyond this season just in general like what you watching well let's see uh i'll I'll save the seasonal stuff for this episode because there'll be some spicy discussion later but beyond that i've been watching magical girl side for an upcoming animisery oh glorious yeah i i am too i can't wait for that it's gonna be it's it's gonna gonna be be. great (laughs) but other than that i uh i was shown this show called uh happy sugar life Ooh, you're happy you now heard of it I'm really into it. Yeah, I've watched Happy Sugar Life when it was uh when it was coming out. It's why I got Prime there for like three months because I was like, it's like on core concept. This seems repulsive, but at the same time, I am intrigued. Same. Yeah, I mean, like every everyone's a degenerate. Yeah, it's 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 a it is a show, my dude. It is a show. Yeah. What have you been watching? Hmm. I've actually been um I've been doing a lot of prep for uh for next season because I'm not really too thrilled about the season we're in. Ooh. And there's been a lot of shows that are coming out with new seasons like next season. For example, Fruits Basket. I really like yeah. Fruits Basket, but I didn't finish it when it was coming out, so now I'm playing catch up and trying to finish it. And uh I honestly had like two episodes left on Kaguya-sama, and so yeah. I just I just straight up just snapped those out and continued on with my day. So that's basically it. And of course, Magical Girl site, which <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, that first episode had me on suicide watch. <laughs> Talking that to that episode, but uh, I I was live messaging brad when we were when i was watching it and i think at one point i was just i was i had a breakdown i had a i i yamarode so hard that he heard it all the way in his house (laughs) yeah it was uh, pretty bad yeah yeah so all right now that Um, the formalities for play or whatever is out of the way let's get into this because we've got we've got quite a lot of quite a lot of stuff to go on overall brad before we get into it uh Overall impressions of the stuff that's come out this season. How how you been feeling about this season? It's pretty good. Okay. I haven't. I thought 
there was one show in particular which we'll talk about that I thought would be like the front runner of the season because you know every season has the front runner. Yeah. The the popular one everyone's going to be talking about. Yeah. And uh, well, I guess technically it is the one everyone's talking about, but not for the reasons I expected. <laughs> uh, and other than that, there really is not a front runner like I was expecting. Everything there are a few shows which are fun to watch but not spectacular. Yeah. So that's right. kind of my impression of this season. It's pretty good, not great. All right. I'm gonna be honest. I'm really mad about the season, and we're gonna we'll get into this. We'll get into this and how I feel about it. I've pulled up my anime list. We're just being going. We're gonna be going down it, and this is a complicated system of how Brad and I are gonna work this out. But we have. We're basically going to say if we're going to keep watching it, we're going to give it a few more episodes, or we're just going to drop it, or have dropped it already. <laughs> uh, I've already dropped... I Looking at my list, I'm seeing I've dropped two shows already, so spectacular. Nice. Alrighty, guys, here we go. First episode, well, the first show we got up here is the fourth season of Haikyuu. Haikyuu to the top. What is Haikyuu? Haikyuu to the top. But what is it? You, oh, is it that volleyball anime? Yes, it's the volleyball anime. Then I have not and will not watch it. Oh man, I watched the half of the first season. I really liked it, but unfortunately, uh, somebody kept telling me all their ships for every single little uh, for every <laughs> single high schooler. So I kind of just dropped out and said, "I'll come back to you later, Haikyuu. Yeah. And I haven't yet to do that. But it's pretty good, man. Don't 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 shit on Haikyuu. I don't have anything against sports animes. It's just not my cup of tea. But and especially the, since this is the fourth season, having not seen the first three, um, I don't see myself watching this. You, you should have gone at it. You should have gone at it. It had been like in medias res for you. You would have been like, ooh, the middle of the story. I have no idea what's going on. I don't even know how volleyball works. <laughs> Alrighty then. Next one on the list. This is one that we're both watching, I do believe, or one of us is at least, uh, is Darwin's Game. By Darwin's C Game. By Studio Nexus. The same studio that brought you such greats like Chivalry of a Failed Knight, which, Ooh. if you uh, are a fan of old Digipro, you will know is the better version of the Asterisk War. Mm. Digipro, you say? Digipro. Ooh, I remember when I actually thought the Asterisk War was going to be something, and uh, then I dropped it after two episodes. Yeah. And actually, I think I, I've finished uh, Chivalry, uh, Chivalry of a Failed Knight just because it was oddly entertaining. Yeah, that's what I hear. So Darwin's Game, it's about... I can't remember names, Brad. Pull up, do you know the names? Yes, we have Pseudo Kaname, the main guy, and Karino yeah. Shuka, which is the main girl, who is, let's be honest, a uh, saber clone. Oh, uh, she is not just a saber clone. This show... <laughs> Anyways, brief summary. Uh, he main character gets an app on his phone. He joins it, and he basically gets thrown into a survival game where he is competing to not die. Now, that sounds really rudimentary, but I'm going to tell you, hot take right now, it's Meet Eye, Nikki. Yeah, it's Meet Eye, Nikki. Meet Eye, Nikki meets Sword Art Online with uh, quirks. Yeah, well... What are the? They've got sigils or sigils. Yeah. This is the one, the second show, the only two shows I watched the season dubbed. 
this show I watched dubbed just because I didn't want to pay attention to it. And secondly, because when I clicked on the first episode, I saw it was 50 minutes long. And I said, <laughs> Yeah, that's the weird thing. This is on my anime, it's, it's listed as 11 episodes. But because the first one counts as two, so it's a 12 episode series. So I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they made such an epic long first episode. I mean, it, there's literally a middle point where I said, Yep, that's episode. Let's go to break, guys. And then the episode <laughs> kept going. Uh, so I feel like, I, so what, what are your thoughts on this? I know this is the one you said at one point was going to be the hottie of the season. Yeah. I thought this would be a front row just because of the premise. It's, it's a survival game with sit, uh, where sigils are the quirks, which are the stands of hero academia. It's, it's all related. Every enemy is related. Yeah. But, but, uh, first episode was pretty good. The mm-hmm. like the animation direction was nice, got some nice action camera flowing. The action itself pretty good. Uh see what I like about this and it showed up in like episode two, then three, is that our main guy, Sudo, he's kind of a spineless guy until he get until he gets to the heat of combat and then he turns into kind of a badass where his opponent is talking shit about him, and he says, Oh yeah, bitch? I got something for you. So, ah. that's a nice refresher instead of seeing this, the uh, basic bitch protagonist like, Oh, I don't want to fight. Mm. Unfortunately, uh, however interesting the premise was, and the first uh, episode slash full feature movie was. <laughs> yeah. It suffers from a lot of what I have problems with with a lot of, like, uh, what is it, shonen? Yeah. A lot of shonen anime in that there's so much time spent to uh, exposition. Like, exposition dumps. Like, yeah. for God's sake, in episode three, I swear, there was a scene where they were talking about why it's some... They spent five minutes talking about why it's sometimes better to run instead of stay and fight. I was like, I, I get it. I get the concept. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be really honest with you. I am this is a big maybe for me because the first episode I was I was watching it and I just thought to myself, this is me Nikki. This is me Nikki, but I'm 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 looking at my I'm looking at my phone a lot more often than I was with me Nikki on my first watch forever ago. Yeah. And I think that's a good a, a good part of that is just I don't know how to say it but I don't feel like there's too much stakes and everything and it's just I, I couldn't get into it it's it's not my thing or I don't think I, I'm going to have to give it another few episodes honestly but I'm going to be realistic I'm probably not going to do that yeah. so I'm going to say for now I probably dropped it sorry guys uh, at the time of this recording the fourth episode has, for Darwin's game has released um, are you caught up, or did you have you only seen the first three? Dude, I didn't. I only watched the first episode. Uh, it, want, it wanted to be a movie. You want to be a movie? You, I, I, I did my best. I tried. I put in a solid effort. Yeah. But well, I, this I show see the is, appeal. Yeah, <laughs> the show is based on a manga from 2012. Of oh, wow. 
Funnily enough, the author's name is Flip Flops. All caps. Hello, Mr. Is it is that the uh, Japanese order? So is his his uh, his uh, his east his his western style name would be Flop Flips? Our, <laughs> our Flops Flip. <laughs> Sorry. So this is the manga from 2012 and is still ongoing. Um, Ooh, I was expecting at... a lot more, and this this show feels like you haven't got to it yet. But they start this public festival. Yeah. Imagine with Pokemon Go, where they have a, a big event and a lot of people gather around to participate. Yeah. Except in this, people gather around to kill each other. Ooh. To win. Uh, yeah, well, that's kind of how like Pokemon Go works, and uh, when they actually do tournaments, <laughs> kind of. Sort of. Um, I've only I, been to one. This uh, event started in episode two proper, mm-hmm. like the episode you see after the feature length movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and based on that, I thought there would be like a couple events throughout the series or throughout the season, but the, at the pace it's going. I think this festival is going to encapsulate most of, if not all, of this season, and that's kind of a letdown. Well, we'll, we'll when we do our when we do our actual review at the end of the season, we'll see we'll see how everything played out. Yeah, but it's fun to speculate. Yeah, I, I, I might yeah. I might catch it up. I'm not, I'm not gonna drop it because I'm sufficiently entertained. Uh, I will watch it through, but I don't I don't anticipate a good score good score. Okay. Well, that's been... That's been... That's been Darwin's game. If you want to watch it, it's on Funimation. Boom, bam. The next up is Kyoko Suri, our Inspector. Inspector. With in, with Spectre being like a ghost. So, uh-huh. so it's a pun. Yeah, it's a pun. I didn't know it's, that. I appreciate that. It is, it is, it is something, man. Uh, it, it is kind of a pun, too, because the main character sort of acts like a detective for yokai. Yeah. Anyways, Inspector, as I'm calling it, because I'm not saying Kyoko Suri, uh, is by Studio Brain Base. It is based off a manga. And I watch this. Uh, and you know what? I'm generally, I'm not a big fan of the sort of the yokai sort of uh, themes in anime. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily entertain me. I'm not interested because it, it, it's. I just can't. I can't explain why. But this was actually a really, really solid watch. It was sufficiently entertaining. Um, main. Oh yeah. Brief summary. So basically, main character Kotoko, Kotoko Iwanaga, who may very well be second place for best girl of the season. She's super cute. She was abducted by yokai. And had her right eye and her left leg, I believe, ripped from her so she could become a goddess of wisdom. And she basically communicates with, communicates with the yokai and all sorts of fun shenanigans ensue, except not really because it kind of becomes a murder mystery in multiple aspects. Eventually, in her, well, in her past, she sees this guy. She goes, oh, man, got a crush on him. Ah, oh, but he's engaged and then he uh, breaks up with his girlfriend or his girlfriend dumps him rather and they meet up rekindle don't really rekindle anything but just go on adventures with each other i suppose for so for what i'm gathering from the third episode so far um first episode was it really set up the premise well i 
I really just think the main girl is super cute. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you guys. I'm going to be watching it because Kotoko is just super adorable. At least you're she honest. Is, I I would watch if, if girl if if the main girl is cute enough, I'll watch shows. I think the mystery aspect is really great too. The second episode had this neat little mystery about a uh, about some bodies that had been a body that had been found in a lake and this water god was really steamed about it. Yeah. And so they were trying to deduce what had happened to this body to let it wind up here for some reason. The god wasn't going to do anything. She was just she was just mad and they were trying to calm her down but um a solid watch literally just finished the third episode before i came in to record this yeah and uh it's shaping up to be at least it's shaping up to be something i'm gonna stick with to the end of the season i if only for potoko (laughs) i can't remember main guy's name he's just so you couldn't pick him up from you couldn't pick him out from a lineup he's got some weird powers because he's consumed some sort of yokai flesh uh, it's doing that whole air of mystery thing by not telling us what happened. Yeah. So we'll see how this shapes up. I'm really enjoying it. You got to watch it for Kotoko. Let's be real here. She's cute. She's adorable. Do it for her. Do it for her. She wants you to. That was Inspector. Check it out on Crunchyroll or Verve. I'm doing. I feel like we're going to a sufficient pace. You know, this is this is really good. Yeah, I mostly because I don't have much to say about that show besides Kotoko is just super adorable, and main guy looks like any other guy you'd see from an anime who needs a guy just so that the plot moves along. All right, next up is a show that I was forced to watch in a way. I called... don't think you were. I think you enjoy this for the uh, for the trailer. Oh, <laughs> e- I'm gonna be honest. I just saw. I just saw the. Uh, the promotional image and said begrudgingly i shall accept your challenge uh anyways plunder by studio geek toys based off a of manga whoa it is this is a new show on mal and it's got a really low ranking hmm. anyways plunder i watched this and i'm i'm gonna be honest i was really bored it's so basically, it's this world where everybody is ruled by these things called numbers. Don't, don't you, I know you got a Snyder mark over there, Brad. No, I'm listening intently. I am curious. Oh, okay. So, man, every the, this world is ruled by numbers. On every single person, there's a number. They have a number called their count, and it basically represents some sort of concept that's usually important to them. Um, what about one their of the what did you just say to me? What about their barons? <laughs> Shut up. Like, so, so, so everybody's got a number somewhere on them because this is kind of a fan service edgy show. One girl has it on her boobs. Uh, the other girl has it on the inside of her thighs. So, you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah. This show is, this show is not a, it's not, it, it knows what it is, I suppose. So basically, this girl is told by her mother she's being dragged into hell, basically. Oh. To go find a legendary ace. Or the legendary Red Baron. I've heard multiple. I, I, I've heard multiple. Funimation, I think, says it's ace. But I'm reading the mouse synopsis right now, and it says Red Baron. Oh, so there is a Baron. <laughs> yeah, there's a Baron. There's a Baron. 
So she goes on the hunt and lines up this town. Oh, wait. Did I say how the counts work? Yeah, the counts are basically these important concepts to these uh, people. Like, the one girl who has it on her boobs, she operates a bar, and her number represents every time someone said that her food is delicious. And every time someone says that it's garbage, it goes down. And whenever your count goes to zero, you're dragged to the abyss or hell, and you die, I suppose. So, this, the main girl, Hina, goes to this town to look for this legendary ace, legendary Red Baron, get off my back, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finds this pervy guy who just, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, mostly because I'm not. I didn't really like the show. I didn't have a fun ride, but goes into town and gets sexually assaulted. Ooh. And then shenanigans ensue. I don't really know how to describe this show adequately. The first two episodes were kind of a uh, sequence of plots where it was, oh, are you the legendary ace? Oh, I am, but I must go. And she was like, no, no, don't go. And I was just sitting there saying, you can chase after him. He's not going that fast. Yeah. And I was, I was, I was bored. I'm, so in the third episode, let me tell you about the third episode. The first two episodes set up this possibly grand epic of how this world is going to work with its grand world building. And then the third episode was basically just this, the main character, the, non-female main character the female name character is mina i feel like this hina sorry hina is gonna be a it's gonna be very much a train of thought because it just keeps coming in and out of me with how the show works yeah so the third episode was basically the male lead licked who is the legendary red ace or legendary red bear and i'm it's all blurring together right now <laughs> he just he goes to a military encampment and he just acts all pervy with the uh with this with this uh military this military woman who wears one of those skirts that is no way functional for the military. It's yeah. barely covering up covering up this girl's ass. And they even say something about it in the show and I'm like, if you know the problem is there, why is it insisting? Why is yeah. this girl like just a breeze away from having her entire butt cheeks shown to all of this fantasy realm? And I see that happen a lot in shows where they bring up a problem that a audience would member would have and yeah it seems like the staff thinks oh if we mention it then it's not a problem anymore because we acknowledge it hey, look at it look at us we, we acknowledge the problem that makes it not a problem no that's not how that works it doesn't work like that if you've got a problem like that then someone must say hey i am in the military and every time i go to fire my gun they literally see my cooch okay how do we fix that? Get long skirts or give me pants. Ew. Just so. So third episode, just pervy shenanigans. And then finally someone says, I'm going to get that licked and goes after him. And Hina is just standing there working her job that she's now resigned herself to after licked has gone into the distance. Hmm. So I'm going to say that I'm going to hold on to this. I'm going to try to watch it, but Are I'm going to sure? be real with it's you. It's 24 episodes. Can you manage? Oh no! I don't think I can. <laughs> I thought it was only twelve. <laughs> no, nope. I'm looking I'm at it out, guys. Four. Yep, I'm backing out. Backing out. That's you, you got me there. You got me there. <laughs> Twenty-four episodes of this. Nah. 
I'm gonna give it. You know what? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. There was the first one of the fight scenes was kind of cool. I'm gonna see if it shapes up to be like that. I'm gonna give it three more episodes. Three more episodes. I can do a 24 okay. episode series if I can be mildly entertained. It's all three more episodes. Three more episodes. I wanted to watch this show because of the premise, and it was pretty cool. And I saw the trailer that was hosted on my anime list, and uh, it was it was pretty good. Until it got to a particular scene where there was a booby bounce on, uh, like, character A fell into character B, as they do. And there was a booby bounce on character B's chest. And I was like, ah, it's going to be one of those shows. I'm it, not feeling this. I do not want to deal with this. Its genre is etchy. A- action, fantasy, etchy, and shonen. I see. Yeah. And I'm just horrified the fact that 269 my anime list users uh, think that's their favorite anime. <laughs> Come on, guys, you got this. I know you can do it. Just, just any other show, any other show, guys. But yeah, let's plunder. We might, I might get to it by the end of the season. I'm probably not though. But that was plunder. If you want to watch it, it's on Funimation. Now this one, yeah, yeah, this is Joe. Izoken ni wa te wa desna, or hands off the Izoken. Done by, let's pull this up here. Studio Science Seiru, but most notably directed by Masaki Yuasa, who is widely known for many things, including the masterful Devilman Crybaby. You you believe it's masterful, right, Brad? I yeah, believe Brad believes pretty. it's masterful. <laughs> Science Saru is also the studio behind Ping Pong the Animation. Ooh, it shows. So you want to take you since this is a show you actually watch, you want to take lead for this? I I yeah, I really like the show ever since I saw the trailer. Just the beautiful animation and depiction of this fantasy world that our main character, Midori. Asakusa, which is a very fun name to say when you say it like the character said, Asakusa. Asakusa. So our main girl, Asakusa. Asakusa. Moved into a new, like, a not a fantasy town, but a fantastical town. Yeah. That makes sense. It looks, like a, it looks like a Final Fantasy town or a JRPG town. Yeah. She describes it as a town built on top of the water. Not like Venice. But like yeah. literally on top of the water, and and she describes it how it, there are buildings built in different eras. So it's some some buildings block other buildings. Like they a building blocks their school clock, so they have to look at clock across the sea just to know what time it is. And it was when she moved into this town with her mother, she is told to watch anime while her mother is out getting groceries or something, and. It was during this time she discovered her love of anime and her realization that this is how she can create her her uh, amazing world by bringing yeah. bringing it to life through the craft of animation. Mm-hmm. And then years later, she becomes friends with this uh, with uh, Matt's new waifu Kanamori. Who she, has- Kanamori is the best girl of the season. She is a treasure, and we I will protect her. Because protect that scowl. I will protect <laughs> the scowl. 
Her... She is a tall, long-legged individual with a permanent resting scowl. She and she loves milk, and I don't know why, but it is the most endearing thing to me. Milk and money, and this <laughs> this plays into the fact when the two of them uh, encounter Subame Mizusaki, who is a Mizusaki, who is Mizusaki. a amateur model, and who is the daughter of two actors who want her to follow in the in their craft and by effect have banned her from joining any kind of anime club so Kanamori devises this plan to have uh, the other two work on an anime so that she can be part of the money making process so they, so they start a club and they start animating and they uh, at the time of this recording there are only three episodes and they haven't actually done an animation they've only started working on a uh, prototype for a film competition yeah so here oh continue sorry and what what but there are many other anime that talk about uh making an anime Uh, what was that one you told me about the other week shirabako yeah that one is that one works more of like a small studio or a studio working on an anime. Yeah, this it's... though is like it. No, let me steamroll you. I got my statement here that I prepared. It is on a piece of paper. When you <laughs> give me the chance, I'm gonna whip it out, okay? And you're gonna look at it. Okay. So, so as opposed this... to a show where, <laughs> as opposed to a show where it's a studio working on anime, this is like three friends starting from base scratch on how to make an anime and there are segments in it where once asakusa and mizusaki start getting into their imaginative streak they start doing little doodles and sketches then those sketches come to life and they go into and this is where i interject right in here it's like the rugrats okay it is like the rugrats That is what I had because the first time it happened when they were like doing an ordinary mundane thing and it suddenly shifted into this epic, just like it was another anime on its own. I was like, yo, this is anime Rugrats. (laughs) And I was amazed because it was, I was entertained by both. I'm interjecting here. I am not, I'm temporarily taking the wheel here. Uh, Like it was that, it was. It was so entertaining. Both, I wanted to see their real life, and I also wanted to see this fictional, just this fictional imagination. I just wanted to see it both, and I was thoroughly entertained. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm dick riding on this show, guys. I'm gonna dick ride on this show all season. Yeah, yeah, I love this show. It, unless it manages to shit the bed like so hard, it would have to like diarrhea on that bed. Yeah, for me to just hate it because let's. Continue on because I'm about to get in the opener. Once we get into the opener, we get into yeah. meme land. Uh, what what appeals to me so much is that when you get into imagination land, the music gets into this like whimsical little tune. It starts out with a low a low guitar, and then it gets it comes in with this high buzzing horn. Which, if you've watched Avatar: The Last Airbender. You know, the buzzing horn from the song Agni Kai? It's, I believe it's that same instrument. And when it comes in, it just turns into this free-flowing creative 
adventure and like they're off going having fun and all most of the sound effects are done by mouth like foley yeah that just adds to the fact that this is imagination and you have you have these two characters asakusa and mizusaki who are just bombastically creative to the point where they go off on tangents every every single second and you can i can relate to that in having just this creative outburst not going anywhere because it's just tacking on aspect after aspect and then you have kanamori come along and put them both back into perspective like hey we only have so much time and so much budget simplify this so that we can meet our deadline and so that we actually get some money. She, and, she's an angel. Yeah. She's an angel. Just say what she is. She's the angel that keeps them grounded. <laughs> Excuse me. This has become the, uh, the Kanamori uh, dick riding po- podcast now. <laughs> uh, well, something I did, I also wanted to interject because I get dick riding on the show so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, there's when you see certain shows you can see that uh you can see that there's a lot of passion into them this show displays so much passion for the source material and the actual the actual the actual creation process because it's so meticulously everything is so meticulously done and it just it shines through i'm this is this is this is matt's anime of the season unless it manages to shit the bed somehow yeah uh like OP this... is also the best of the season. <laughs> yes, easy, it is easy. the best of the season. The visuals. Easy, easy. <laughs> Before we started the podcast, I said, Brad, you got to pick the OP and the ED of the season for you personally, just based off what you've seen so far. And he's like, that's going to be easy breezy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, we're both going to have the same one. It's. It's killer though. It is killer visually. It's it's a fun. It's a fun OP. This OP reminds me of like um this show Abenobashi. It reminds oh. me of several shows from like the mid to late 90s. So it's kind of nostalgic in a way. I understand that. Again, it's it literally I said, like I said, it felt like anime Rugrats to me. <laughs> it, Although it's, this OP is not as a certain AnyTuber would call it a banger, what? but it, it is, is bumping. It is a banger. It it's, is a. It's a mat banger. Eh. It's on my Spotify Weeb mix. Okay. It has made the cut. But until Giga calls it a banger, it's not a banger. But it is know, bumping. Is, um, I've, I've already pre- preemptively certified it as a banger. Hopefully, uh, I'll send it off to somebody and they'll approve it. <laughs> but yeah, that was... Anything else to say? Let's see. This Isaac started out as a manga back in 2016. Oh, goodness. And it's kind of, a, kind of a no-brainer that a show about making anime would turn into an anime. God, it does us so much of a service because you get you get to live, you get to live the lives of these characters. You can feel the passion coming from the show, and it it inspires me honestly. 
I have a lot of high hopes for this show. I, it is going to be my favorite for this season so far, and I cannot wait for more episodes to come out. So yeah, that was Hands Off the Eyes again. If you want to watch it, it's on Crunchyroll and Verve. Next up, holy shit, that's a lot of Japanese. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Oh, here we go, boys. I'm about to, like, butcher. I'm about to summon a demon. Itai. Next show is Itai no wa iai na no de bogyo rokyo yo bogyo yoku ni kyoku furi shitae to omoimasu. Holy moly. And that translates as I hate being in pain, so I think I'll make a full defense build. You know what? We both know this is based off a light novel. Yeah. I can't even remember the Funimation name. I just call it Bofurdy. We're calling it Bofurdy. It's Bofurdy. Okay. Um, Workers of the world unite. We need to take down the Bogiroku. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I just saw that. I was like, oh my goodness. I've never seen the Japanese name before. And I was doing the whole, I'm going to say the Japanese name, then the English name, because I'm a stupid. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I actually watched this. And this is my, uh, I like the show. You like it? I do, I do. You would. Yeah, I would, wouldn't I? I would, because I've got taste. Because I like good things. Get off my back! I've taken your catchphrase from you. Uh, so quick synopsis. This girl, Kaede Honjo, uh, starts playing a VR MMO game, because of course you play a VR MMO game in a light novel adaptation. Mm -hmm. Starts this game... And goes, oh, I hate being in pain, so I'm just going to put all of my stats into defense. And as such, she moves, like, at a snail's pace. And she, all she can do is just get hit. <laughs> but, of course, since this is a light novel adaptation and she is the main character, she eventually gets some game-breaking ability called Absolute Defense, where she, she just, with her, she's a great shield class. She just eats people with her shield. It becomes she eats people what? with her shield. Excuse she, me? They touch her shield, she eats them. She eats other players. I was like, ooh, calm down there, Slime Coon. And, uh, yeah. So, speaking, it was cute. The first episode was really cute. It really made me smile, especially towards the end. I was like, oh, this is going to be my cute, relaxing show of the season that I'm just going to come in and cozy up. And then the third episode whipped out with this just impressive fight scene against this tree deer. And I was like, ooh, this is going to be the, uh, this could, I was like, this could be the good one. This could be this coming in like a lion, my guy. <laughs> so I, I had, I had no hopes for this. I was just watching it because it seemed like I always, whenever I see these shows that are based off VR MMOs or something of the sort, I like, I would like for it to not just be stuck in the VR MMO world. I'd like to see the main character's interaction with the game outside of the game and how that affects them. And plus, yeah. for once, for once, I would like a MMO to be represented in the uh, proper way that an MMO should be, which would just be the characters running up to the quest givers and just just going, okay, 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 as they talk. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to get to the end and do the quest. The moment just that slamming, it, slamming on the desk, quest, 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 are just going off in the field and just going and just saying, "Oh, I could grind for a bit, I guess." 
<laughs> Mom's coming to pick me up at three. <laughs> but no, uh, so she gets this OP skill, and she just becomes like a, she is a tank. Yeah, I want to ask about that. Does she, does her shield literally eat people? Or is it that doesn't like, figure speech? No, here's what happens. When they touch it, she absorbs them, and they basically just get absorbed into the shield. And she does, she takes their abilities or something of the sort. It's slime. It's reincarnated as a slime. She it's, basically does slime. You see, the synopsis says her shield has a counter skill that kills in a single hit. That's pretty different from I absorb you and take your skills. I, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I may have been missing it. Mentioned. Well, she just does this stuff where like she poisons herself so that she can gain poison immunity and she just does the stuff where she just so i'm thinking that's how it works but i could have misread something i could have just for that one second when they said it just obliterates them in one hit i could have been looking the other way and then come back and went wait did that shield just eat that person which is i don't think i don't know i'm just summing it up for st- for for the stupids out there like me okay okay well i i don't doubt you it's just, it's just as surprising from what i expected it's it's a fun watch. That third episode, her with her friend, her friend, they uh, go on an adventure to clear this floor. Yeah. And it was a, the visuals just, the animation just kicked up a notch for no reason during the fight scene. I was expecting this anime to honestly just, to just, to just be kind of a mad show. But so far, I just, I watch it. The moment it comes out, the day it comes out, I watch it. And that's high praise coming from me. So yeah, Bofuri is what I'm calling it, or is what Funimation calls it too. And that's what we're calling it, because I'm not saying all that Japanese again and summoning <laughs> another demon. I can only support one demon with my income. <sighs> Just don't let you support anything with this economy anymore. Anyways, that's why Studio Silverlink, if you want to watch it, and you do, because you've got good taste, it's on Funimation. Alrighty. Next up is hello uh jibaku shonen hanakokun which translates into toilet bound hanakokun thank you mr brad you're welcome did you watch this i watched one episode of it and uh i initially did not put this on my list because it's it's a synopsis tells me of a ghost in a toilet Uh uh-huh more uh more descriptively, it's a ghost in a dormitory bathroom. It's it's basically a... Moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter? Yeah, your favorite movie. Yeah, my favorite movie. Because <laughs> they actually poop and pee in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you never see them. What? You Do never you see them? have the limited edition <laughs> cut? Oh, I mean, if, if you saw that, there's an entire scene devoted towards it. I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen J.K. Rowling confirmed it on Twitter. <laughs> Did you know that Harry sits on the toilet to pee? <laughs> Thank you, JK. Harry Potter talks. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Let's go. So, I did not watch this initially, but I was shown it because I was told it had a beautiful art style, which it does. It is very, very cute. And mm. the episode that I saw had the main girl, Nene Yashiro. I'm just going to call her Nene. Nene! 
she summons the spirit so that she can get her wish fulfilled of having a senior boy fall in love with her. Ooh. Uh, within the first episode, it doesn't go so well, and she realizes that she didn't actually love him. She just she just wants someone to reciprocate, which I relate to. Oof. And uh, the show ended with uh, the ghost spirit and Nene being um, plainly locked. Is what I'm going to say. Uh, okay. Have not seen any future episodes, but it is very interesting. Very, uh, I could I could see myself liking it. Okay, so yeah, I, I you recommended it to me when I was having a streak of a uh, <laughs> a streak of bad anime, which we'll get into later. Yeah, and he was like, Brad was like, just watch this, man. You probably like it. And you would, you would probably like it. I might watch it. I might pick it up. We'll see. We'll see in the seasonal review. Yeah. If you want to pick it up, Matt, you can find it on Funimation. Thank you. It's by Studio Lurch. Alrighty, boys, what do we got next? We've got Magia Record, Maho Shoujo, Madoka Magica Gaiden. Or Magia Record, or also known as Puella Magi Madoka Magica Side Story Magia Record. Woo! Yeah, so did you watch this? No. Okay, I did. I watched the first episode. Yeah. So I, I'm i a fan of Madoka Magica, or I was. I'm still a fan, but I'm not a fan of Rebellion. Uh, I'm just going to make I'm just gonna make this right now. Rebellion, I don't like Rebellion. I'm going to be Rebellion that. the movie we watched together? Yeah, it was the movie we watched where I just was like, thank you for just doing that to me. I don't remember much about Rebellion except the cool fight scene. That was a cool fight scene. Like, I'm not going to, I'm going to. I'm gonna crap on Rebellion for a variety of reasons. Not gonna crap on it for some of the uh, for some of the anima- animation. It was good. Yeah, I like Rebellion for actually giving mommy some characterization too. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. So, I <laughs> turns out she's actually got a good head on her shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny, Brad. Yeah, yeah. So, I watched this, but I, I'm going to be really honest with you. Like, I'm going to say this, guys. I dropped it middle through the episode. <laughs> it's just like, and this is going to get into something later that's going to make me seem like a humongous, hungry, hungry hypocrite. Uh, halfway through it, I was just, this isn't Madoka. It doesn't feel like Madoka. I'm not going to watch it. So I just, actually, I got to the end of the episode. I got to the end of the episode. The visuals were the same as sort of when they go into the uh, the witch's world. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what that's called, but I guess I'm not that great of a fan. <laughs> so they go. Basically, the main girl, Iroha, her sister goes missing after she uses a Kyubi to make a wish. And if you've seen the original Ma- uh, Madoka Magica, yeah, Kyubi is going to give you your wish, all right? Yeah. So anyways, my thing was that, okay, so this is something I thought about when uh, her, her sister is sick. So. The main character, Iroha, her sister is sick, and her wish is for her sister to not be sick anymore. Now, as someone who's seen the original, uh, the original uh, Madoka, Kyube takes wishes very literally. Yeah. So I literally, she she she's lost her memory too. Like Iroha's lost her memory, so she doesn't remember what happened to her sister. 
So I was like, you know what Kube did? Kube probably just whipped out a Glock and shot her in the head and said, there, not sick anymore. <laughs> and you just have trauma over that. Because that sounds like a Kube thing to me. Said him and his just calm voice. She's not sick anymore. She's dead. There's a difference. So she and her friend, whose name I forgot because that's how invested I was in the show, they go to this town where they say that uh, Magica girls can be free from fighting witches. And um, that's all I got. She went there to search for her sister. Mm. And uh, I didn't finish. I'm sorry, guys. I let you down. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to drop a show after one episode. I wanted to be better than this. But it just... I, I'll, I'll probably pick it back up so I can give it a fair chance. We'll see in the... Uh, the actual review at the end of the season, but I based off a phone game. Come on. <laughs> like, I'm not saying there's not good things that are based off a phone game as we'll see later, but I didn't care enough. And plus I played the, I played the game at one point and it didn't give me a rare. So I'm still <laughs> so better. It's spiteful. Alrighty then. If you think you can watch that show, then it is on Verve slash Crunchyroll. Check it out if you think you want to. So, here comes the next show, as Brad said. And there's another steaming pile of meat who, of Japanese for me to mispronounce. Not steaming pile isn't it's bad. I love the Japanese language. I'm just saying. Uh, Rike ga koi ni ochita no de shomai shitemita. <laughs> and that translates to as science fell in love, so I tried to prove it. It is by Studio Studio Zero G. It is based off a of web manga. And I watched this. And I really liked it. I found it to be kind of a to actually be legitimately funny. So Quick synopsis, two scientists finally go, hey, I love you. And they're like, cool, me too. But we're scientists, so we must prove that we love each other via formulas and equations. <laughs> and I'm, I'm doing a Matt synopsis of it, so <laughs> you should probably get a more professional opinion maybe. But So they go, hey, we love each other, but we need science to prove it. And I want to prove our feelings through through actual facts. So they do a variety of experiments. One where the uh, male lead, I forget his name. I'm not very good with names. Uh, where the male lead, uh, Yukimura, um, pins the, uh, I think it's Yukimura, I'm not sure. Uh, yes. Where the main character pins the girl against the uh, wall doing the classic one-handed slam. Mm -hmm. And they measure her heart rate. And they're like, one sample's not good enough. Might be biased, so I have to do it a hundred times. And so he just ends up combo slamming the wall <laughs> over and over. And he's just sumo slamming the wall, and she's just standing there. And she's and they, they, they go back and they look at the, they look at her heart rate and it just goes down. He's like, You're not in love with me. <laughs> the science proves it. And she eventually just says something to the effect of, yeah, you were just slamming the wall over and over. And uh, it, it's a very, it's a very cute romance. It's, 
romantic romantic comedy it's and and i'm just gonna sell you on it right now yeah. every single episode you learn a new scientific concept like the salesman the salesman quandary or whatever it's called i obviously didn't learn too well the traveling salesman yeah that <laughs> <laughs> you who watched the show and had the concept spoon fed to you didn't know it it's like what are you even doing I'm watching the show because if you watched it, you would have just said something to the effect of "bored now, off." <laughs> but it's a really cute romantic comedy. It kind of reminds me of Kaguya-sama: Love Is War, the anime where the two are trying to confess to each other. Except in this case, they're trying to prove <laughs> that they love each other. Or it's it's really cute. The main woman, the main the main girl off this, the male female lead who's i'm just struggling with names today i should have written them down or in the show notes maps <laughs> uh she's really cute i really like her i like her ponytail wag she wags her ponytail okay yeah somehow even the show points it out so that means it's clever <laughs> uh she's really cute she's currently third place she might be tied for second place now i'm thinking about it now that i'm looking at her again she might be second i'm not sure We'll see at the end of the season. But yeah. Um, it's a it's a solid watch if you're into romantic comedies and you're waiting for your Kaguya-sama or your other sort of rom-coms that have a lot of, you know, just, it's just cute. I feel like I might enjoy it. You'll have to let me know how it, how it is at the end of the season. I... I more than likely will. I see this as being a keeper. It's going to be something I keep on watching. It's not going to be a couple of more episodes. So I'm definitely going to be into it. I, I highly recommend it. And, uh, yeah. What if that I wanted was... to pick it up? Where would I find it? Yeah, well, you would find it on Verve or Crunchyroll. And that was Science Fell in Love. So I tried to prove it. Plus, oh, one more thing. Plus, it does something I love in that every single episode is titled Science Fell in Love, so blank. Like, there's episodes, Science Types Fell in Love, so they tried to analyze it. Science Types fell, fell in Love, so they tried going on a date, and I love that. I love consistency. Nice. Well, but that was that. What if they have the last episodes being Science Fell in Love, so they got married or something like that? I would. I might actually cream. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're they're so cute. They they're they're really cute together because they both obviously love each other, and it's just they're they love each other, and they've out, they've known each other from childhood, but they don't know it in classic anime romance fashion. Yeah, and uh, it's just it's really cute, and I can't wait to see more of it. I love romantic comedies, especially when they're actually funny, and this one's doing it for me. So yeah. Check it out on Crunchyroll or Verve. I know one show we both have watched. Mm. Oh boy, here we go. Next show. Let you let you go. It's been you let you go. I'll let you go. Our next show is Ishuzoku Reviewers or Interspecies Reviewers. But brought to you by Studio Passion, who brought you such <laughs> classics as Citrus, Rail Wars, and High School DxD Heroes, so you know what this show's gonna be about. Mm-hmm. 
why don't you summarize the show for us? The show gets summarized uh, before the opening at the start of every episode. This is a world of humans, elves, fairies, beastmen, i.e. furries, angels, demons, and other sorts of magical creatures. So, of course, when you have a world with so many uh, rare and... Well, not rare. So many variety of species. The world becomes like an American melting pot. And, of course... With a melting pot of brothels. Mm. This show centers around four, well, three main characters and a revolving cast of supporting characters. We have our main human, I guess, fighter. Stunk. Stunk. We have a little elf boy named Zell. And they both come across a fallen angel. Well, a fallen that their halo broke and they can't go back to heaven. Not like Lucifer. An <laughs> angel called Crim Vale, who is androgynous. And that comes into play quite a lot. Yes, it does. So the three of these and their friends decide to go on a self-appointed mission. And now their job of reviewing the different Succu girls of all the different brothels. And for those of you who don't know, a sucky girl is a succubus girl. Go figure. Just from the... In the synopsis itself, it says there are... The human race constantly debates about several important issues, such as which girl is best girl? How good is something as fapping material? Which fetish is the sexiest? So just from the synopsis alone, I thought this was going to be absolute trash. I, but I gave it a watch, and my god, it is one of my favorites of this season. I'm, I was thinking it was going to be the etchy show that I just watched and said, oh, well, I watched it and it was etchy, but... <sighs> you know what? Quick yeah. shout out to whoever is writing the script for this at Funimation. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna read off one of my favorite classics in one in a, a very high society voice. <laughs> and this is from the first episode. You know what it is. Yes. It's the only thing I have on my show notes. <laughs> so this is a line that comes when they go to a brothel that has uh, harpies in it, right? All right. <clears throat> this is delivered by Zell as he is reviewing the parakeets. Or, the, sorry, the bird woman. <clears throat> Parakeet. More like wanna skeet. <laughs> so, there is a line in every single episode that just makes me go, holy moly, this writer cannot be real. The best way I can describe this show, it's like... It's like if a 14-year-old boy uh, picked up the player's handbook for D&D and just started making a horny fan fiction about all these different races. And then he locks that away. He comes back like 12 years later, finds this book, and decides to run with the idea and put some actual creative thought into it. It's definitely something. It is... Uh... 
it a lot of shows out there with the edgy tag just kind of softball it and like well, <laughs> do they, the underhand throw yeah they blue ball you they give you the bouncy booze but they don't do anything with you they continue with with uh with the rest of the show that you don't actually care about and what i wrote in my show notes let's see this show fully knows why we're all here and instead of wasting time with such frivolous things like plot drama tension and character development it uses that extra space for context humor and good softcore porn <laughs> I mean, <laughs> way to make something so classless sound so artisan. I mean, it is. Most edgy shows just put edgy because it has like wobbling taste, but this goes further beyond because it. This feels like the creators got tired of the edgy shows booballing them, and they decide to make the show that they want to watch. And this is a show I want to watch. I. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm watching it, too. There is usually... It makes me laugh, and I'm ashamed that I'm laughing. I mean... I mean the, the jokes are so creative. Uh, they're like puns, but... Yeah. Like, they come across some uh, female minotaurs, which means that they have huge, like, five-gallon titties. And they're... They're going to town on them, and one of the uh, minotaurs says, I can't stand this. Not an other minute. <laughs> and there's a, let's see, I think in episode two, the main town where everyone's staying at is going through like an election cycle. So you have the demon party trying to get oh, back, boy, to, here it goes. back to the, the main, main seat of parliament. And you have all these other parties, and our main trio. We're talking about advocating for the succubus party. And they show the poster where it had the list of priorities. Priority one, fuck. Priority two, fuck. Priority three and four, not available. Priority five, fuck. And it goes on to the tagline, wanna fuck? Vote suck. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this all sounds like immature. It's... High school, it is so thirteen-year-old, but, but it works so well because it it doesn't hold back. Yeah, it's it's it is just reveling in the debauchery, and it's it's unashamed. And I guess that's kind of what I kind of that's the charm of it, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, there's another line that I like from a uh, from episode three. I guess this is just going to be the interspecies reviewer podcast. <laughs> So episode three, they go to a gender a gender swap brothel where they swap genders through a match means of a magical potion and live out their favorite fantasies. And uh, yeah. they talk about how the incubus, the male succubi, work. And you know how the uh, the what were the girls called? <laughs> they were called uh, succu something. What were they called? Yeah, succu girls. Yeah. So they called the boys incu. Incu boys, but the main character stuck says, or as they're more colloquially known, in me boys. <laughs> and I just, I, I laughed, and I just regret that I laughed. And it's just that's consistently with it show. 
the fact that there is literally a serious segment about political stakes in this <laughs> town also had me laughing because the show just flipped. Just it's I, I what? am I. I'm watching it. I'm watching. This is going to be a stay. This is staying. Yeah. What ma- what makes this show for me is that it's not just characters go to place and they fuck and then they talk about their fucking experience and then show episode ends. They go to a location and it this town is like its own fleshed out world. Like they visit a fairy brothel and the fairies had to measure the guys to make sure they weren't too much for the fairies. And if some of them were too big, they would just get turned away. And you think, well, why is that a good thing? It shows that there's lore. There's backstory behind all these brothels. There's a culture here. Yeah, there's... There was... This is based off a of manga, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, there's... This guy's... I... <laughs> I will say, I, I if this show stays consistent in its style through the rest of the season, I will be waiting for the Blu- Blu-ray just so I can get it uncensored. Oh, wow. <laughs> High praise from Mr. I'm not paying for anything. <laughs> if it's full price. All right. Is that, so that's, you're going to keep on this one? Yeah. Uh, if you want to watch this, and I recommend you do want to watch this, You'll find it on Funimation. Alrighty then. Oh, and obviously heavily censored. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. So it's not like blinding flashes of lens flare or just tons of pixels or black staples on their penis. It's 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 good censorship. It's it's funny. It, it's 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 funny. It is indeed a funny show. It's very humorous. Yeah. That's been Ishizoku Reviewers, or Species Reviewers. Next up is Id Invaded. I remember him, you telling me about this. Didn't you love it? I have such a love-hate relationship with the show. Like, so, we started this, and this is our first time, obviously. The podcast is young. It's a baby. Yeah. And so... I I assigned myself to watch this because I read through the synopsis. I saw the promotional image and I said, oh, that looks tight as hell. (laughs) So I watched and plus it was a mystery and I love mystery stories, especially mystery anime. And so I was into it. I was like, yeah, all right, cool. So I go into it. Oh, before I go into this, this is done by uh, Studio Naz, who also did the... uh, the masterful Hajimete no girlfriend, or my first girlfriend is a gal, which was just revered as the 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 savior of anime. Yeah, it invaded. So summary, it's it's nonsensical. It's nonsensical. I'm just gonna be really honest with you. It's psychopaths with extra steps. <laughs> so. Basically, the main character, Sakaido, is, he's, he's, I went to the mouse synopsis, and it's not helping me. (laughs) All right, cool. We're just going to do it by ourselves. We're just going to do it ourselves, by ourselves. So, main character, Sakaido, is interjected in these, what is considered the id of these criminals. 
basically their unconscious thoughts. Right? Right. So right. I'm, I'm fact checking with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he's in, he's injected in these in these basically these virtual re, virtual worlds where every time he goes into it, this woman Kaede is killed and he has to figure out how she died. And so while he's in this world, he pieces clues together using the well the first world was the first world was really imaginative. It was a broken sort of home that was spaced across these broken cubes. It was really I'd seen it before, but it was really cool and he had a long scarf and you can always win me over if you got a long scarf. <laughs> so he had to figure out Kaede's murder. And while he's getting these clues by working in this virtual world, the actual detectives are using his his tips somehow to find the actual killer. And I was paying in I may have to go back to this one dubbed because I was paying I was giving this one a hundred and ten percent of my attention. Because I so the first episode was a, a novel concept. It was a really cool concept. Uh so he's basically just trying to find out how Kaede died through this virtual world. I've said this before, but maybe I'm just stupid. <laughs> Like, I don't think I'm stupid. I, I, my resume that I make says I'm not stupid, but some, I might just be stupid because I didn't understand what was going on. And I'm sure that if we, somebody's going to correct me and say, Matt, how did you not know this, you moron? So he's getting clues for this virtual, through this virtual world. And it's helping to find these killers. And there's, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. But here's what really messed me up. So they get the particles to get these virtual worlds that the killers leave behind. And these particles are, 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 are made up of the killer's intent to kill. And I was like, what the fuck is that? What does that mean? Yeah. And oh, here's the thing that got me. Is they're like, they, were, they have this gun that basically, it basically works as like the same gun from Psychopaths. They find out your criminal, in, your criminal quotient. That's what I'm calling it. Yeah. But they were like, they're like, oh, they can't find the particles in this area. They must have blown away. Dude, I was like, the particles can blow away? Are you telling me that every time I go, man, I would kill to get a Klondike bar, I leave behind particles? But no, this guy goes, well, I, the, one of the SWAT team members that is with the uh, the lady detective, I forget her name because I'm just bad with names. He's, she's, he's like, well, I really want to kill the murderer. How are you not getting my particles? And she's like, oh, it doesn't do that. I was like, oh, cool. Fantastic writing there, guys. 20 out of 10. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. I, it's criminal. Oh, wait, it's serial killers. Serial killers. It was something, like, plausible, I guess. So, they, they are trying to find serial killers. Basically, the show is a mystery where Sakaido is inject, inter- injected into these particles of what the killers, these killer... It's going to sound like nonsense. It's going to sound like nonsense. I'm trying so hard to sound like I'm not crazy. <laughs> so he he just solves these he solves he solves the murders, these criminal murders, and they're all kind of cool. The second one, the second world he was interjected into was a burning down was a burning no, it was the third one. It was the third one. The third one. Wait. Yeah, it was the third one. Third one. Oh goodness, my brain is breaking. Third one is basically this burning down building and he's got to he's got to save this girl who's been kidnapped 
and he's getting killed over and over in an almost re-zero like fashion as he's trying to get to this girl and it's really cool it's really cool i'm i'm trying not to go on and on about the show but i feel like i miss there's so much going on in it and in not necessarily the best way it sounds like my experience with see the money of and power of soul control whatever it's called yeah and that it, it just was not clicking for me the terms they were using to describe what was taking place was just not making sense well there's there's a lot going on in it and i was so the first episode had me wanting to continue and the second episode had me just intrigued but hating it and the third episode i was just i'm gonna stay on this ride i'm just i'm locked in don't take me off because it one of the things about mysteries that i like is when there's 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 clues and there's not really a line of clues to follow in this it's just it's just a mystery and i do admit the second the third the second the second injection where he was on a spinning platform while this person is sniping them the actual solution to it actually made me kind of smile and that's kind of what i think redeemed it because i was going to give it the three episode rule and that was the third episode and it had me just say okay I like it. I want to see. I want to see more of the mysteries uncovered, like Sakaido's actual background. I want to see more of it. I, I, I am invested in Sakaido. He, he, his design is really neat. Although, one more thing, I do have this written on my notes. The characters, their Sakaido, and especially his eyes, look like a deviant art OC. They're so. I just don't know how to describe it, but when you see them, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's, it's. It's, it is, it is a show, man. I, I'm still watching it. I don't know if I like it or if I don't like it. It is an impression. Impression wise, I'm still watching it. And that's all I can say. And if you want to try it out and see if you would like it, then it is currently streaming on Funimation. Oh, one more thing. Yeah, I did. I, I invested myself only in it because it's an anime original, and anime originals are kind of dying. So, I just yeah. wanted to wanted to keep up the keep up the tradition. All right. Well, this next one, I know you'll have something to say about. It's Nekopara. Yeah. Have you seen any Nekopara? I played the visual novels. But have you seen the anime? I have not. All right. This is. I guess I got some explaining to do. If you have played the Nekopara visual novel and you enjoyed playing that visual novel, you will enjoy the, you may enjoy the show. So I will not. If you played the Nekopara visual novel and you thought it was neat, you might not enjoy the show. If you have not played the Nekopara visual novel, you will not be missing much by not watching the show. I've seen two episodes of it and it is oh Okay. It is the most okay show in, in this season, I feel. I, I thought this was going to be a contender for our Animisery series, but watching it did not make me angry, did not make me miserable. It was just okay. So things happened, the girls were cute, 
And then the episode ended. You just hate to see it happen. Yeah, just, I mean, shout out though to that guy who paid ten thousand dollars to have his OC in this show. <laughs> I mean, new car or my OC being in an anime, he made the right choice. Shout out to him. Shout out to him, guys. Drop him a, drop him a D. Just slide up in them DMs for that guy because that's insane. I probably will keep watching the show just to see his OC, but. <laughs> When it gets to that point, I may drop it. <laughs> I know, no, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm waiting till episode three. I'm gonna watch it and then I'm gonna drop it, just so I can give it a fair chance. Because I, I might pick it up. It. I might pick it up just because I want to. I want something cute. Yes. Okay. So, did you like chocolate or vanilla? I don't know. I like the. Uh, hold on. Let me look up them names. Ooh. I like Azuki. I really liked her. And a good second place at Coconut. Of course you liked Azuki. What do you mean? Of course you liked Azuki. What do you think I said? What do you mean? I mean, of course you, Brad, liked Azuki. Do I, <laughs> English, do you speak it? Explain. What speak about Japanese Azuki? Makes you think that, of course, I would like her. Enlighten me. I'm going to... No, I have an entire pa- podcast. I don't have time to break down why you would like Azuki. I don't... I have a... I need a chart for that. I need diagrams. I need scientific research. So which one did you I like? I can tell did you, you like I look... I, I thought about it. I just thought about it. And I was like, oh my goodness. Sorry, I got distracted with something. I got distracted looking at Azuki for a second. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I thought you would be honestly between Azuki. I thought you'd be. I thought your favorites would be Azuki and Cinnamon. Coconut shocked me. <laughs> Coconut is not a Brad-approved waifu. The only bad thing, about, bad point for Coconut is her heterochromia. That does not do it for me. Oh. Yeah. Oh wow, the an- the my anime list character profiles actually say what breed they are. Cat, I like that. Neat. Yeah. Well, that's Neko Para. Where can you watch it, Brad? Funimation. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next one up is Pet. I ha- planned on watching this, but it was an Amazon Prime exclusive, and I didn't want to do that. But then. Magical girl site happened, so now here I am. <laughs> and I might watch it, but I might actually just end up watching Vinland Saga instead. Yeah, but I have Vinland Saga on my list, too. Man, I I read the first uh, off-topic for a little bit. I read the first volume of the manga at AWA, and I was just, like, I needed it. All right. Pet, maybe we'll review it at the end of the season. Probably not. We might, though. We might. Maybe. Probably. The next one is <laughs> Infinite Dendrogram. By... I didn't watch this. I know you did. Or at least tried to. I tried to. It's by Studio Naz. <laughs> based off a light novel. That's the same studio that did ID Invaded. Yeah. And that's why I didn't watch it. I had it on my... <laughs> 
plan to watch. And then I said, I'm dropping you. Bah. I didn't give it a fair chance though, so I might. I'm probably gonna end up I'm gonna end up giving it at least a shot and we'll see. I'll just say probably something to the effect in the actual review at the end of the season. Nah, I didn't do it. <laughs> uh, I mean it's 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 a VR MMO game, uh VMR VR MMO game anime. Yeah. We've we've been here before, guys. We're <laughs> we we're better than this. We're better than this. All right. Next show is something that I saw you watching on the Verve. Mm-hmm. And it is Muranas. What? Just say the English name. Muranase Seton Gakuen, which translates to Join the Pack Seton Academy. Ooh. It is based on a manga. It is made <laughs> by Studio Gokumi. Yeah. They they made Kirino Mosaic, so that's how you know them. Uh this this I saw the trailer for this. The trailer shows uh to, a human man, a human boy. <laughs> goes Not a to, man, but a boy. A human boy goes to a school where intelligent animals in the same vein of what was that? What was that CG show with animals? Uh, B stars. No, the other one. What the? F- <laughs> what do you mean the other one? Um, it's like the girls on Safari, and it's like some kind of apocalypse. She's the last human, and he, it's like bad CG, but everyone liked it still. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? God damn it, I need this I need this name. What was it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's real. It's no, it's real. It's fucking what is it? We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Just just It's a, it's I'll post this image. What's the, it's this one. Giga did a video on it. Oh come on come Kimono friends. Yeah, kimono friends. It's it's like kimono friends in that. Oh. Uh... Keep that in. <laughs> Just to bridge it because it's funny. Kim- yeah, that's kimono friends. I watched that. Yeah. Okay, so it's like kimono friends and how you have intelligent also, animals living also along. Screw you! It's not bad. The second season is bad. It's uh, where the animals are living alongside humans. Yeah. What stood out to me in the trailer, though, how there were Neko Neko characters, that is, human characters with animal features. And there were Anthro characters, which are just regular animals, but happen to be bipedal. And I was wondering, what is the mix? What is the difference between these Nekos and these Anthros? And I thought, the Anthros are going to be male, and the Nekos are female. And sure enough, in the first episode, that was true. So, just on that alone, I thought this show was going to be trash. This kind of, like, oh, these main guys going to fall in love with animal girls, but the, the animal girls are having territorial disputes. Who's going to win? Okay. I really like this show. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is that this has got, this has got the furry market. 
Uh, no. Mm, no. It's a... It's very strange the decision they went with for uh, having Anthros and Nekos. It's like they wanted to... It's like they wanted to be B-stars, but they only went halfway. They still wanted to have cute anime girls. But what's, what I really like about this show is how uh, the humor in it is like Animal Fact related. Kind of like the uh, Science Fell in Love show, how it introduced scientific concepts. This yeah. show introduce, introduces like Animal Facts, like how uh, uh, one of the antagonists for the first episode was a zebra girl. Right. And she was like the, the the high school prep girl that everyone followed, and everyone followed her because of her majestic stripes. And our main guy, Mazama Jean, uh, proved to everyone in the hallway that zebras are actually more closely related to donkeys than they are to horses, and everyone everyone just figuratively shat on her after that and it was quite humorous <laughs> and you have uh, all all these all these animal characters have quirks about their personality that relate to their real life animal counterparts like a sloth girl who if she moves too much she will fall to the floor in exhaustion mm-hmm. and die <laughs> yeah you have this uh koala girl who is searching for a lost food that she had when she was young and it was the most delicious thing she ever had and she finds out later in accordance with koala biology uh, because the eucalyptus is too toxic for a baby to digest on their own the mother has to digest it and feed it to the child so the lost food that she is searching for is her mom's poop Excuse me? I say again, her favorite, most delicious food is her mom's poop. Okay. All right. That's neat. That's neat. Respectable. Respectable. Not really respectable. <laughs> uh, I thought I would end up not liking the show, but it is endearing. It is funny. It is cute. The girls are cute. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to pick it up. <laughs> you should pick you have, it up. It's a good watch. You have sold me. <laughs> At first you had my <laughs> first you had my attention. Now you have my interest. And if you want to watch it, Matt, you can find it on Verve and Crunchyroll. Ooh. All right, next one is Uh, goodness, Mal. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> Oh, here we go. Majutsushi Orphan Hagure Tabi. English, you fucking weeb. I'm trying my best. <laughs> I'm trying to give the people the Japanese just in case they want it. All right. Anyways, Sorcerer Stabber Orphan. It's Sorcerer Stabber Orphan. Uh, it's based off a light novel. Uh, it's a remake or a a reshoot or what are they called? Reboot? I don't know. Remake? Re- reboot. Anyways, it's just a remake of the uh, 
of Sorcerer Stabber Orphan that aired in like 2003, 2002, a long, long time ago, 18 years almost. Let that sink in. Mm-hmm. So to celebrate the franchise's 25th anniversary, they made this. And if you weren't born in the time to see the first one, what this is basically about is a orphan who stabs sorcerers. <laughs> He's not, well, he is an orphan, but it's spelled orphan like P-H-E-N. He's, he takes the name orphan. That's not, that's not... Well, I mean, I'm not okay, wrong. So he is still an orphan. Is... <laughs> what it's actually about, <laughs> it's not about, it's no. It's not about, oh, he doesn't, he's not an orphan that stabs sorcerers. He, the main character, Orphan, was originally a mage at the Tower of Fangs, and his sister, or his adopted sister, becomes a dragon and flies off into the sky with a sword, and he goes, I want to save my sister, and I'm not into any scaly stuff, so I'm going to turn <laughs> her back first. So, cue adventure where he's time skip, and... He they finally sees his sister again, and he's like, "Yeah, sister." And then the mages from the Tower of Fangs are to the effect of, "Hey, we want to kill her. That's a dragon, my guy. It's <laughs> a dragon. That's not your sister. It's a dragon." And he runs up with these two dwarves, and this uh, I thought they were just kids, and then finally I caught that they were dwarves. I saw. I watched part of the original because I thought it was like mandated otaku knowledge, but I was just bored. So I didn't really, (laughs) I didn't really get too far into it. So I thought I'd give this one a chance mostly because I, I I have been trying to, to just dabble more in fantasy and this is obviously fantasy. And I, it's his, he he goes on this quest to just, it's not even the first three episodes. Quick little spoilers. The dragon dies. Ooh. They end up straight up just murking his sister. And, I was, and that's why I'm still watching it. I'm like, where will the adventure take us? I thought this was going to be a grand epic to get this dragon in the sword. But no, she's dead. First arc over. <laughs> but there's a plot twist that I won't spoil here. Because for one thing, it was kind of silly. And secondly, I think, I, I think this show is not getting... Just from what I've seen and heard, I don't think it's getting the kind of attention I'd like it to. I, I, it did make me smile. It makes me smile. I don't know how to say that it makes me smile, but watching it just, it reminds me, it's, it's kind of generic. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. It, it's, the magic system is kind of generic. It's just up, up pops a summoning circle and the magic happens. It could be the originator. I don't know. It is really old. So... Yeah, I mean, I just wait twenty five episodes, twenty five years math. That would have been like nineteen ninety five. I'm this is not a math podcast. I don't have time for this. <laughs> so it, it's kind of generic, I guess, just from what I'm from what I saw in the first three episodes. I am interested in a little bit of the lore. The Tower of Fangs sounds such a cool, that's such a cool name. Mm-hmm. And I really like Orphan's design. It just, it reeks of like 90s and early 2000s character designs. It looks, it's, I like it. I love me some 90s anime. I really need to just drop more time in it because I love a lot of the designs that kind of popped up in that time, especially. Uh, And plus, I just want to have that sort of street (laughs) kid. 
But, um, so, yeah, Sorcerer Stabber Orphan, there's not too much to say about this. Uh, an animation, it's my studio, Dean, who <laughs> I'm not. Brad, I, I, I went on a Dean rant at one point. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not a studio Dean fan by any means. The animation is kind of just, it doesn't do it for me. It's kind of subpar, if I'm being honest. It's, it's but Studio Dean. But that's part of the 90s nostalgia. It's, dude, dude <laughs> it does not look like, it, it, the character designs not look like 90s, but you can't, you can't look this bad. Mm. And I'm sure, I, I'm, I'm sure maybe it's just me, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I was expecting more. I think I had higher expectations because if you're remaking something, it's got to be something good because you're, you're you're making a remake off something that's popular. Yeah. And so I guess I had really high expectations because I thought that the sort the source material was going to be really stellar. And that's not to say that it's bad. Like I said, it could just be that it's the originator of a lot of tropes or something to that effect and I'm just not appreciating it because someone's done it better. Yeah, but I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watching it. I'm. It's a maybe. I'm gonna probably drop it, guys. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna drop it. I let you down. I let the team down. We'll get him next time. But if you want to watch it, it's it's on Funimation. I'm so sorry. Well, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this next one because. From what I heard, you like this one. I just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Smile down the runway. <laughs> uh, runway de Warate, I guess. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, my dude. I love this show. Yeah. Uh, so it did. It, so it is about the. It, it's, it's about runway models. And now hold up. I know you're about to click leave, you're about to drop out. But it is about runway models, but it's also about fashion designers too, guys. Uh-huh. So basically the main the main character, Chiyoko. I think her name's Chiyoko. It's Chiyoko now, but it wasn't before. Chiyuki. Chiyuki. Chiyanko. Chiyuki. Chiyuki. Chonker. <laughs> Chiyanko. <laughs> so she uh she wants to be a runway model, but she is unfortunately re- she's short and runway models. Which <laughs> I what the way you said that continue. <laughs> so she's supposed to be short, and I was like, she doesn't look short to me, but I don't know. So she's supposed to be short, and so her dad, her own dad, says, "You can't be a model. Give it up." You can't work at my model agency. You're too short. But every day she tries out so that she can she can be accepted again and be the runway model she she knows she can be. And it does that My Hero Academia thing too, where it starts off with a big flash forward. Except when My Hero Academia, it was just this is the story of how I became the world's greatest hero. But in this one, it's showing her already successful as a model. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, okay, you just show me the ending. All right, how do we get there? Yeah, and I like that. I I like that honestly, but it's a bold move for sure. Yes, a book, but welcome, welcome to be sure. <laughs> so, 
she enlists the help of her classmate, Sumura. Sumura, I think that's his name. Anyways, he's really poor, and so he, he makes a lot of clothes for his sisters. But he wants to be a fashion designer, and he... He, he makes some solid clothes, or from what I saw, at least in the show. So, Chiyuki models one of his dresses and shows it off to her dad, or to the model who is beneath her dad. And he, she is impressed and signs Chiyuki on. But Chiyuki says, nah, uh, some, I guess, I don't know what they're called. What's their name? What is their name? What is their name, Brad? Name of what? I so basically this dress gets really popular. I'm not I'm skipping over that. I'm not gonna come up with a name. I'm too stupid for it. So they see the dress and they say, Oh, oh, that's really great. Who made that? And she says, It was my dad. And her dad goes, I make no dress like that. What you talking about? <laughs> so he hires Smuru and then the plot basically says, Chuki ate this, Chuki ate the main character, it's Sumuru. And I was like, oh, okay. And so, or at least from the first three episodes, it seems it's going to be out Sumuru's, uh, Sumuru's attempts or his lessons of learning how to be a fashion designer. Because the second episode goes into him trying to uh, fix this dress for this fashion designer. And it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. It's, it's one of those examples of anime taking something that you wouldn't be interested in and making it into something that can be engaging and really just fun to watch. And from the first three episodes, I've got to say that it, it, I don't. I, I'm I'm going to keep watching it, and I'll give you my review yeah. at the end of the at the end of the season. But so far, I'm just interested in seeing how this is going to play out. Is it going to be very shonen esque, where it's Haha, you haven't mastered the triple stitch, but I have done the quadruple stitch. <laughs> so I'm just interested. It's it's not a shonen. It doesn't. It feels more like a shojo. But yeah. I'm just interested to see how this comes out. Well, what's going to happen? So yeah, I'm really excited for it. This is one. This is one of my gems of the season that I'm going to keep a watch on. Oh. Wow, such high praise. I, I, like, listen, I, I, I don't know why I like it. Like, I can't point exactly why I like it. I think it's, again, just anime doing the anime thing where it, uh, it, it just whips out something unexpected and makes me excited about it. Anyways, that was Smile Down the Runway. If you want to watch it, which you should, it is on Funimation. Next up is oh you watch this yeah Hosekisho Richard Shino Nazo Kante. All right, translated is the case files of Jula Richard. Okay, Tell it's me based, about this. based on a novel. Don't know if that's novel or or light novel. It's based on based a like actual, actual novel. novel. That would be kind of cool. Ooh. So our part one of two protagonists, uh, Seiji, or Seigi, uh, goes to visit a local jeweler who is a descendant of English and Indian, and his name is Richard Ranashinha de Volpian. What a lovely name, isn't it? That is a name. Mm-hmm. And after he finds out 
from the jeweler that the ring he had uh, from his grandmother. Uh, let's see this. To talk about the first episode, he was given this ring by his late grandmother, who for the majority of her life lived with, lived with the guilt of stealing it off of a married woman who, after finding the ring stolen, uh, committed attempted suicide at the train. Uh, by train. And after having it appraised by Richard, uh, Richard finds the original owner of the ring and reunites him with, with Seiki. And he learns the truth of the ring and feels that he can finally put the spirit of his late grandmother to rest. And the following two episodes are segmented in that they have very little to do with the previous episodes. It reads kind of like uh, the Sherlock Holmes series, uh -huh. where each book has its own mystery that is barely connected, if at all, to any previous mysteries. But the uh, whatever continuity there is has to do with character growth. And you start to see that with Richard, how a little little nuggets of information are coming about uh, about him. Uh, and Segi, who took in a sort of apprenticeship at his jeweler, jewelry shop, mm -hmm. and he is learning about all the intricacies of gemstones and minerals. And just like how you mentioned with um, Mile Down the Runway, how it's introducing all these concepts about fashion that, uh, frankly, you wouldn't care about. It's doing the same thing with gemstones and minerals, telling about the history, how they're cut, what makes them valuable, uh -huh. uh, why some are more valuable than others. Yeah. And as this show says uh, itself, each gemstone is a reflection of its owner. So each episode is a look into an individual's lives that revolves or can be explained with that gemstone. No. That actually sounds kind of engaging. That sounds actually kind of interesting. It is kind of interesting. It's not thrilling, but that's okay. <laughs> it's a very slow show. And that's well it's, and it's not a bad thing. I don't see where this is going as far as a like season finale, although that that might be too short-sighted. That expecting some big thing has to happen at the end of each season for every show. Yeah, there is. I have been. I did detect in the first episode some uh, yaoi undertones between Segi and Mister Richard. Ooh, but uh, that seems to have died down in the following episode. So that may have been just me looking too far into it. But it could resurge. Could. It kind of looked like a little bit of a yaoi, and I... It kind of does. Like, I'm, I, I, it sounded... It sounded... It sounded like a low-key... It sounded low-key interesting. Yeah. And if you do want to pick it up, it is available on Verve and Crunchyroll. Oh. You know what? I just might. Thank you, Brad, for the recommendation. You're welcome. I will continue to watch this to see where it goes. Will you be watching its career with great interest? Mild interest. Okay. Next up, we got 
what was the last Oda Oda Cinema Nobunaga? That's the last one you watched, yeah? Yeah. All right, pop in a review for me, Brad. The premise is Oda Nobunaga dies as he did back in history at a Hanoji, and before he died, he prayed to his Buddhist statue, or prayed to Buddha, and saying, in uh, as a joke. Perhaps because of all the bad things I did, I might be reincarnated into a dog. Lo and behold, he gets reincarnated into a dog. Not only he, that sounds but... rough. <laughs> you, you, you better believe it. <laughs> Not only did he get reincarnated, but all of his war buddies from uh, that from the Warring States period get reincarnated as different dogs. Particularly, Nobunaga is a Shiba Inu. Uh, and so all, all of the these warlords, these dog lords, are <laughs> talking to each other as if they were in the afterlife, discussing, well, oh, that was an uh, interesting war, wasn't it? And they're talking about like, who betrayed who? What was the real intention of this? Why, why did you hate me so much? And all that stuff. And, uh... It, it's... It's slightly more okay than Nekopara. Like, it's fun to watch. But I don't know where it's going. <laughs> it's, Maybe uh, it's going to the dogs. Did you just... Is that... Yeah, this is a very slice of life show. It's uh, do you want to see cute anime dogs doing cute uh feudal Japan warlord things? Then this is yes. a show for you. Okay. And if you want to watch it, you can find it on Verve and Crunchyroll. All right. Well, the rest of the stuff we haven't watched. So so far, winter is winter season is shaping up to be a big old meh. With a couple of oohs in there. Is that the official scoreboard? That is the official <laughs> that is the official Otaku Melancholy score Melancholy score. <laughs> Overall, meh, but with a slight ooh. We're very professional here. We take yeah. this job we take this very seriously. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna write I'm gonna rank it out of the types of mornings I've had. Morning mm -hmm. where you wake up a little bit, a good bit earlier than you expected, but you're not tired, but you don't have anything to do. Hmm. That's actually a really good day. I don't like those days. Oh. I want to sleep. I see we're at war again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, any what, what you got? Any additional thoughts? What's what's the what's gonna be? I know I said what I thought the hot show of the season was gonna be. What's the what are you? What's gonna be? Place your bet now, Brad. What's gonna be at the end when we review this? What's gonna be the show that every that's gonna be remembered like two years from now? That show would have to be keep your hands off off eyes again. You know what? That's not even gonna. I'm not gonna debate that. And I'd like have I to said, give a, a high, close second to uh, interspecies reviewers. <laughs> like I said, it's going to have to just miraculously shit the bed 
Like, I mean, uh, it's based on a manga, so unless the manga shit the bed, the anime is gonna be good. It's golden. Yeah, I mean, maybe. So, I guess that's it for us then, huh? Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Thank you, guys. This has been the Otaku Melancholy Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Brad. Catch us every Tuesday and every other Friday on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. If you like us so much and you want to join the discussion, hit up on our Discord. Give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and let us influence you on Instagram. You should join us next Tuesday when we come back with our favorite series, Anna Misery. This time, we're going to be talking about Magical Girl Sight, a twist on the Magical Girl genre that uh, basically took what Madoka did and said, nah, darker, (laughs) way darker. But until next time, take care. And as Gandhi once said, be the anime you want to see in this world. Um, Unless that anime is like Boku no Pico, I guess. In which case, you should like, you should, you should be something else. Be a different anime. <laughs> be smile down the runway so I'll like you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you guys take care. Thank you for joining us. You gonna say bye? Bye. All right, <laughs> fine. I was going with you trail out, but sure, I'll say bye. Go, Bonte! <laughs> <laughs>